guys from the east to the west from the north to the shit shit I'm way out of my depths uh, uh. bottom north Whew. saved it From the ocean to the lake? From the mountain to the ground? From the sky to the ground? I welcome each and every one of you. Even the littlest tiny bird. Welcome, tiny bird. You have a seat here at the Happy Sad Talk Thing Show. Oh, is that thank you in bird? Sure is. You're welcome. You are welcome. Gang, what's going on? It is I, Mac and Carol. Back with another episode of the hot new podcast, Happy Sad Talk Thing. What's that you say? It's been on and off for six years? And to that I say, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Shit, it may, it may just be that. Well. I wish the world was going a little better. <laughs> It's a strange, it's a strange, sad, fucked time. As it often is. Yet here we are, still with each other. And we still gotta look out for each other. Just like all the other times when shit was fucked. And people were like, well, I better try to help. But if you're not springing into action right now, that's okay. I feel like it's hard to know. It's hard to know what to do with your energy right now. I am speaking, of course, about the slew of horrifying Supreme Court decisions that came out. Um, specifically, uh, Overturning Roe v. Wade and establishing more gun rights. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of intelligent and important discourse on the matter that I find that it, I have found it helpful to read more about it. Um, Specifically, there's a piece in The New Yorker by Gia Tolentino that I think is a really um, 
it was really thoughtful and and eye-opening to me in terms of like the scope of the moment and things that have been leading up to it and other implications that we may not have thought of um and so it's a very like sobering but also intelligent uh look at things i i you should go read it i there's a thing called autumn i'm not sponsored by them but a read you article and if you're like me and you want to hear what the smarties have to say but you can't bring yourself <laughs> to read a damn thing then hey uh yeah there was that there was i think it was autumn that had it you might be able to find a thing on the new yorker website too to read it to you that's what i did you should do what i did just kidding. That's the whole problem. People telling each other, you should do what I think. My, I was talking to my, my, my good friend Sarah yesterday, and um, she was telling me about, or she just made this like fucking incredible point that was like, you know, if famously this is an incredibly hard thing to agree on, and that everybody has wildly differing opinions on it. Why the fuck is the state <laughs> picking a side? <sighs> I mean, to me, it's clear that people that can reproduce should have autonomy over their bodies. That seems so clear to me. <laughs> um, but even if you're conflicted about it, why then why impose a very radical uh, the only thing that I feel like uh, worth saying other than like we should be listening to uh, the people that are being hurt by this um, whether it's cis women uh trans people that can reproduce non-binary people this is you know it's i am i am not the uh foremost authority on that side of things but it it does seem like um you know the intersectionality of every issue of this being a race and a class and a gender and a, uh, and a trans issue as well. Um, and for us to keep in like to, to keep that in mind, you know, as we discuss this, how, how do we honor every person, you know, civil rights, man. It's, it's fucked. Uh, really hope that um, like I'm not sure where, like, where, where the work is right now you know other than just like trying to be there for my friends uh, and try to like show up for my community I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet I have faith uh, and I understand people that don't have faith and people that are feeling broken and hurt and mad and I think any way you're feeling right now is like really understandable um 
I saw something on Rosie Tucker's Instagram that was like, hope is a discipline. Um, and I forget who they attributed the quote to, but that's, a, that's what I've been thinking on that one, you know? Um, anyways, uh, insane that we have this council of druids that just make fucking decrees. Man, I do, I do feel like over the course of my life, my patriotism and, and faith in uh, not just the government, but like, I don't know, it's just like my ideas about government have changed. Cracking my knuckles, hope, I, hope, I hope that doesn't bother you if it did. Then I'm sorry. Um, and... Yeah, it's like I used to, you know, that's like that's that's one that I'm noticing is also waning in me. And I think for a lot of people is waning is belief in the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. Uh, I think when you see something that is just like so fucked and out of touch and like clearly the result of so much uh Bullshit, you know, that we watched happen <laughs> with uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh and whoever the hell else. I don't know, a bunch of fucking clowns. <laughs> Just a bunch of horrible people. Oh, they're actually constitutional scholars. Oh, you know, they're actually constitutional scholars, so. We should let them make the rules forever until they die. <laughs> Ah, the const. Oh, the Constitution. Yes, is it important? I think. You know what's not important? <laughs> what George Damn Washington fucking thought about shit, <laughs> particularly <sighs> non-white non-dudes. <laughs> Sure, sure. Is there, you know, if you like that guy, is there uh, maybe some stuff you could learn about, I don't know, war? <laughs> sure. But why are we trying to figure out what they thought or cared about? Um, I forget where I heard this, but it was, or someone maybe that wrote the Constitution was like, this should be rewritten all the time. I don't know. As much as I fucking don't trust those fuckers from the past. That was a good idea. We should be we should be doing a new one all the time. Um so yeah, Supreme Court really seems like uh some sort of dark sorcerers <laughs> fucking council of elders. Fucked up, dude. Fucked up. There were robes. What's going on? <laughs> I saw, uh, so Adam Conover is someone who I, I find endlessly inspiring and uh, intelligent. And he re he's just asks really good questions and is, is really good about seeking out answers and, and trying to spread good information. Um, and he made a point that I found that I've been thinking about that is, 
this is not an inevitable result of, uh, you know, this, this was made happen by a group of people that got together and, uh, like specifically with gun rights and anti-abortion, uh, with those two movements, those are these anti-civil rights movements, um, that were formed by people that like organized and showed up and had a very clear goal for a really long time. Uh, and that put people on the Supreme court and like, so basically this is like the result of organization and effort and that the response to that, like that basically you can take from that, Hey, people can change society. Uh, regular people can. And it's really, I think a lot of people are just being like, didn't we vote already? Like everyone's just saying vote. Like, didn't we do that? <laughs> and I think voting is important and we should definitely keep doing it. But also what else do we do? And that's, that's the question that's on my mind right now is what is the local community level organizing? I know for race and, um, you know, all of the issues that go along with it, like the prison system and policing and things. I know that there are a lot of great, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and uh, showing up for racial justice surge and white people for black lives that uh, is helpful and seems to be like, okay, these people are doing the work on the ground, understand the legislative obstacles and the uh, individual personal obstacles and, and understanding both the structure and the, uh, I don't know. Uh, also, if you haven't heard of white people for black lives, it's, it sounds weird when you first say it. Cause it's like white people organizing. That sounds bad. <laughs> but the point of it is like, um, Hey, you know what? Uh, there are a lot of things that we as white people can, can work with each other on and that we don't need to place further burdens upon our black neighbors and, and things in order to work out and grow. And like one thing I like about white people for black lives is that it works. Uh, it takes direction from black lives matter. Um, I was basically saying like, Hey, there's a lot of work y'all can do on your own, uh, for yourselves. And also like, you know, we can use any societal privilege in order to amplify and help help things be heard and such. Anyways, what's that for abortion rights? Is this already happening? Where are these local civil rights groups? I want to know. Uh... And basically, yeah, so that was Adam Conover's point saying like, that's what it's going to take. And knowing, knowing that there's, there are a lot of really smart people that have been really thinking about this for a long time. And I'm sure that they're already doing things. Um, and so if anybody knows of any resource, if, if, if any, anything related to this question about I know that, that, that Planned Parenthood is a, is a great place to donate. Um, and if you are aware of any 
I guess specifically Los Angeles, just for me and for uh, a lot of our listeners, but anywhere in the world, uh, if, uh, where is this? Where is this work being done to protect our most vulnerable neighbors uh, on a local level that we can we can show up for and make noise about uh, in between elections? You know. Okay. I woke up on Saturday. The day after Friday, when that Supreme Court decision came, handed out, and I was just kind of walking around in a haze, uh, trying to, uh, you know, uh, see what was happening, and read things, and take things in, and make sense of it, and all that stuff. And one thing that's insane to me is like. You turn on the news and you even at fucking NPR, which I think is like pretty good, <laughs> you know? But they'll be like We have uh two people here that are reacting differently to today's news and we're just gonna talk to them both. Uh so you know these are equivalent uh you know in terms of how much time and attention we should spend understanding them uh, positions. One person that uh, believes in, uh, you know, pro-choice and one person that is pro-life. And because this is fair and that's what being fair is and that's what being smart is, is finding the opposite of any opinion and giving it equal weight. What? <laughs> what are you, a kid? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it's you know i do think it's worth trying to understand positions different than your own yes of course and it's not like but also we should be trying to understand we should be spending a lot of that energy that i think is sometimes just given to the wrong areas where it's like yeah let's 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 find the, you know, whatever the right wing opinion is and just being like, like that, that's not, that's those, it's not necessarily like equatable or equivocal where it's like, Oh, like two things can just be like super legit <laughs> and they, they have to be equally legit cause they're opposite. That's that makes no sense to me. Um, you know, if you have somebody that's like, Oh, I got sued by the state for attempted murder because of these crazy abortion laws and like I can't pay this debt and like I'm in uh essentially being held uh uh because my fetus has rights and uh they're essentially taking my fetus into custody. Well, I don't know. There's there's all these really fucking draconian insane situations where it's just like this is so clearly fucked up. And then you'll just like, and and then we're also just going to give, <laughs> again, I was talking to my friend, Sarah. It's like, imagine if during world war two, people just had like Nazis on the radio, just being like, all right. And now for the next hour, we'll just hear what the Nazis have to say. <laughs> like you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, I think our, our time would, would be better spent. Uh, further understanding our neighbors that are being hurt by this uh, and being oppressed and being maligned and, and trying to let us know about it. Uh, 
And I, I just personally think that that's a better use of my energy. I don't think we should never try to like, you know, understand the right or whatever. And like the only times my heart and mind have been changed, it's been with patience and empathy and that that is part of the process too. And, and you know, that it can be that being like, I think that's the fear is that it's like, Oh, if you're too shaming, then you'll close people off and they'll be like, no, no one on the right that wants to come that wants to learn, you know, or open their mind or heart. Um, and I, and I, I guess a lot of times people, it's like, well, that's, you're just as closed minded as the people you're criticizing. And I don't think that that is true. You know, like I, it's important to, to talk about things, but I also think it's important to stick up for what is right and use some of that energy of compassion and understanding of course, for everyone, even people you disagree with, but also understanding that if you're spending the whole fucking news show talking to uh, somebody that just likes the thing that everybody is uh, upset about, then maybe you're, you're not hearing from people that are being hurt enough, and maybe we're not talking about how to help enough. Um... So that's that's one thing that frustrates me about the fucking news. And I think like journalism is really important and journalists are really important. There's a lot of people fighting really, really fucking hard to help and and try to tell the truth and stuff. But it is it does seem like a a unique uh, fucking flaw of big media corporation. And I know that that sounds like a juvenile criticism because I talk dumb sometimes, uh, and oversimplify because it's how I understand and communicate. But God damn, is it just weird and frustrating anyways? So I wake up Saturday and I'm going to the laundromat and what do I see? But 250 naked people on bicycles riding towards me on Sunset Boulevard. That's right. I was going, what the fuck is going on? What a delightful absurdity that this is. Whoa. Yeah, fucking, can you imagine? <laughs> Did you see it? Did you see this happening? It was nuts! Uh, apparently there's something called the World Naked Bike Ride. Uh, or something. And it's in like a bunch of cities and it was scheduled for the day after the Supreme Court decision. <laughs> and it was just so nice. It was so weird. And people fully naked on the bike. Fully naked. Pingus on the damn seat. Skateboarding. Peen in the sunlight. Wild. Um, and it was, it was, uh, very joyous, you know? And it was just so cool to just be, see a bunch of people doing this together and it just felt like a reminder that's like well 
Yeah, like together we are free, you know, and together we can help each other become free. And honestly, just seeing a bunch of different bodies and like having so much shame about my fucking body and then just seeing like a bunch of other bodies that look more like my body than other bodies I see on the dang porn. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and so it's just like, oh, yeah, I feel better about my body seeing all these freaks. (laughs) And I say freaks lovingly um yeah and so it was just so weird and uh i was also worried everybody was going to get a sunburn oh no naked biker i hope you're wearing sunblock i hope everybody had enough sunblock I learned that whiskey used to be vodka. What? I'm at a party. This is a party. This is like an event, you know? And part of the event is somebody has a whiskey company. And one of the reps was there. And me and my friends were standing by talking to her. And we started just talking about how alcohol is made. And apparently, you get any kind of grain with sugar in it and water. And then I think you grind it down and then you put it the sugar in the water and then you heat it up and then it starts to... So it's kind of it's similar to the process of making bread. It's any kind of grain. And then I think the different grain makes a different type of alcohol. But it... It first beak and then yeast in there, and then you like boil it out, and the water, the like alcohol boils faster than the like water part or something. So then it like goes in a vapor and then goes into another thing, and that's vodka. And then I think you put that in a barrel, and then that's whiskey, huh? But I didn't know, like, vodka was, like, default alcohol. That's so wild. Did everyone else know this? That whiskey was vodka and vodka was almost bread? I feel flabbergasted at this information. And it is just nice just hearing anyone talk about something that they care about and know about. And and uh, she was answering all my stupid questions where I was like, is vodka almost bread? Anyways, this is nuts. Have you ever, did you ever read Neil Gaiman book? I wrote down a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about. I'm trying a new format of the podcast. How's everybody liking it? Do you guys like the podcast? Hey, do you guys like the podcast? Neil Gaiman's so fucking good. Um, I've read a few books of his. The first thing I read was The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which is a wonderful fantasy novel uh, for adults, but it's narrated by a kid. And he writes so well as kids about 
how scary the world is and how boring adults can be. And just like the, the wonder, mystery and strangeness and creativity that is in the way that kids see the world. And it's really been like putting me in touch with that for myself. So if you find yourself like a little out of touch with that child side of yourself, you gotta read some Neil Gaiman, baby! Also read the Graveyard Book, which I think is more specifically for kids, but it's, uh, I'm a doll and I read it and I loved it. And it's just so good. It's so damn good. Um, and so... I guess I've just been enjoying some nice stories lately, and that's all I really had to say about that. And I'm listening to lots of Spoon! Oh my god. Is Spoon the best band, I realized? Spoon's the best band. I fucking love Spoon, y'all. What have I been doing my whole life? I've always known Spoon is a band. And I've always heard a so Spoon song go, huh, that's a pretty, cool, pretty fucking cool song. And then, turns out, and it was always like so directly up my alley. There's the, are there things like that for you? Where you got, uh, it's like so up your alley and it's kind of adjacent to things you already love. Uh, and for me, it's like, oh, there's so much like Indian alternative rock from the 2000s uh that is that's my favorite shit uh you know i love the strokes i love wilco uh well, you might like spoon nah i'm good <laughs> uh i'm full of that or just like yeah it's a i don't know there's lots of good shit guys that i just you, you know you don't watch because it's like or you don't listen to um Spoon's so fucking good, y'all. <laughs> if you haven't heard the album "They Want My Soul," that's my favorite Spoon album. It's so good. I'm still, I still, there's like one or two I haven't heard still. But fuck, is it so good? And it's really just like, you know, sometimes I'm like, is rock cool? Does anyone care about rock? Uh, as a person that makes rock music, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, is this embarrassing that I make rock? Is this like my holding on to some? dumb thing that I should let go of um, and get with the times um, and I think we see a lot of that in rock and like how do we how do we contemporize this contemporary eyes oh boy um, or like what's what's still relevant to people what still matters but also what do I what do I like you know and when I listen to Spoon I'm not thinking about any of that I'm just going Fuck yeah, this fucking owns. <laughs> and I almost like, I feel like overthinking the fashion of what you're doing can be a trap. Uh, it's also like, like watching that Beatles documentary uh, get back when like, oh, they were really thinking about like what was corny and what was not corny. And like, sometimes they'd be like, oh, this is too corny. Or, uh, or like, oh, it's supposed to be corny or like whatever. So they were they were dissecting the like coolness of it all. Um and so it's like, oh, that can that can be like a valid thing as well. But also then someone comes out of left field and it's just like unashamedly themselves and doing their own thing that clearly, clearly they fuck with and that like brings you to it, you know? And so and I feel like being so 
afraid to do something you like because it's like, oh, rock's dead or whatever or something, uh, then, hey, I think you're going to miss a lot of good stuff. And so, I don't know. I think rock is fine I, in terms of it's being alive or dead. <laughs> and I think people are out there making cool ass shit and that rules. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and we should try to help whoever's trying to make shit, make it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone learned the guitar. Everyone learned the guitar from me. Everyone email me so I can teach you the guitar. <laughs> um... I'm, li I'm living alone, y'all. And I have found it to be extremely nice. I found it... I lived alone once before, and it was a time in my life where I was more depressed. In the earlier days of this podcast, I would say. Uh, not right when it started, but a little after. And I was a little too much self without enough tools in terms of drowning in my own depression a little bit and not talking, not checking in enough with people. Uh, and there was also a lot of excellent parts about that part of my life, but also parts where I look back on it and I'm like, uh, that was not, that's not the way I want to be in the world. Um, and now that I'm living alone again, I'm feeling like more equipped, you know, I'm like, I got more tools. I'm better at reaching out now when I'm sad and I need to talk to somebody. And I feel like I know who I am a little more. And I'm on antidepressants. And I feel like I got some stability. And I was honestly like expecting it to be more of a challenge. Uh, like emotionally in terms of loneliness. Um, and I have found myself like feeling incredibly connected to people. And so grateful to see people. Um, shut up phone. Shut up people. Trying to text me. <laughs> um... I'm talking about how I love you. Can you leave me alone? <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, it's been nice, like feeling like, Oh, you know, I've, I feel like I've, there are people that care about me and I've been like fostering friendships for the past few years and it's like oh wow i just i feel i don't feel alone and i don't have to feel alone you know and also i'm getting my alone time it's like so much doper like i'm my health is recharging much faster uh because i feel like i can get to a place of deep rest knowing that no one's around uh even if it's somebody i like just being able to be quiet and still with myself. And also, I feel like I'm more excited to podcast because if I don't say words ever, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I used to think talking out loud was like weird. And now I'm like, oh, no, it's good that I do it because if I don't do it and then I try to talk to anyone later, 
It's really hard. <laughs> ah. And I'm dating someone. Wow. What the hell? Joy? Yeah, that's right. It's going really well. I'll tell you more about it later. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I'll see you then later on tonight. And I'm I'm trying to get some talking in. So I don't have to show up and be like, people. Uh and uh <laughs> put a burden on them to try to make sense out of my damn words alright Um. last thing I wanted to say is that it's, it's a very I feel very grateful to be able to make a space for myself both in terms of the resources and uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of things in the way from other people doing the same thing. I feel real lucky to be able to do it. And also the, the self-knowledge to be like, well, how do I like to, you know, what do I want to put on a wall? That type of thing. That's real. That's very much a gift, you know. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and when you're setting up a new space, if you can maybe get some new stuff, get rid of some old stuff, that feels real good. Uh, and... There's a lot of positive, nice things about it. And then there's also a darkness there in terms of materialism and classism. You know, it, it sneak up on you. I used to resent as a kid. People around me, adults around me, caring so much about their damn stuff. And I would go, what about me? Fuck your stuff. <laughs> you know? And I, or I, it, it struck me as like, that's, that's a little gross to me. You know? Getting so into the damn cup you want or whatever. Uh, that over over attachment, you know? And also like greed. And so now that I'm like, you know, got a new coffee table and stuff, and I'm like looking online and being like, I want the fancy one. I want the fancy uh, chess set. I want the fancy, uh, you know, uh, pan. Oh, I want the nicest coffee maker. Ah, yeah. And it does feel like a demon inside me. And it's like, you know, tied to capitalism and class and stuff. And it's saying, like, kill. <laughs> kill for money. <laughs> now, I know that sounds extreme to a lot of folks. Um, but, yeah, just feeling that, like, drive and just being like, oh, that never goes away. Like, you know, because uh, I've seen it in a lot of people far wealthier than I ever think that I will be in my life. And they still have that, like, insatiable kind of dark greed. Uh, and also, let me say, I fucking love stuff and shit. Oh, man. So good. Especially in terms of, like, recording and instruments and stuff. It's funny. Like, you know, you have a lot of, like, artist types that are, like, socialists and stuff. And uh, maybe more into that side of things. and Or even spiritually, like. 
you know, anti-materialist uh, or something. Or just, But then when it comes to recording, it's like, give me every guitar. Give me every mic. I want every plug-in. Mine, mine, mine. I want it all. Yes. And it's just, interesting. it's just like, watch out. Watch out for the devil. He coming. He coming. Devil wears cool shoes, too. You know, sometimes the devil's a cool guy. <laughs> You know, uh, sometimes the devil is, uh, you know, uh, the freaking you know, just wanting fancy shit around your house. And like, if you can afford fancy shit and you want fancy shit, hell yeah. But I mean, like, if you kind of can't afford it and you're contemplating compromising your morals so that you can change your lifestyle then I don't know it's just it's just interesting and just being like oh wait am I setting myself up for more suffering and to what extent it's like do I need a new bespoke trash can (laughs) I don't think so maybe I just washed the old one uh anyways anyways so I'm just it's kind of kicking up all this stuff in me and I'm, I'm starting as I'm getting older and seeing my friends you know get into some people buying fucking houses and shit and I'm just going like I, that's incomprehensible to me <laughs> you know and I guess it's being kid and not really worrying too much about that stuff and having my other friends kind of just be kids and, and not hanging around and then as people growing up and just desiring more wealth you know and becoming a part of the the system of of wealth and power uh i just think it's like beware y'all beware beware the devil uh because it's tricky it's complicated and only one that's going to be able to say uh what's right is you you know and it's going to be tempting and there's going to be a lot of people that's like oh my god well everybody's investing in x and just like just look into x y'all that's all i'm saying but also, it's nice to have a thing you like. That is real nice. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's all I have to say about that. Thank you so much for talking to me today. And by talking, I of course mean listening. And by me, I of course mean this guy. Who's how I've sounded the whole time, the whole podcast has been nothing but this guy and that that there's gonna bring us right into the station on another episode of happy sad talk thing how you guys been doing how you guys been liking the show do let me know over there at mac and carol at gmail.com or you can uh, hit me up on instagrudles uh you know at Mackin the destroyer that's right nova darlings my indie rock band we're working on some new music and, um, you know, you can check out my solo record if you want to listen to more songs and shit. Uh, what else? What else am I just enjoying lately? Yeah, Neil Gaiman, Spoon, um, that new Muna album. Ooh, it's good. Uh, and what else am I enjoying lately? Um, 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 nothing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I want everyone to go out there and and touch and touch their nose with their hand and say, 
Thank you, my nose. Thank you for doing all my smelling, my nose. Okay, all right. And just as we are grateful for our noses, I am grateful for you, sweet listener. And I will see you next time on Happy Sad Dog Nang. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.